Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is intended for entertainment and opinion. Nothing discussed is meant to be a substitute for mental health treatment. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis... Please call 988 or use the resources listed in the episode description. To see the sources and other resources mentioned in this episode, you can visit psychologicallymindedpod.com. To contact me with any questions or comments about this topic or upcoming topics, email me at psychmindedpod at gmail.com. And finally, please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes as they post. Enjoy this episode! Hello, and welcome to Psychologically Minded. I'm your host, Grace Fowler, and today we are talking about New Year's resolutions. Since it is the beginning of 2024, I figured it would be a good time to talk about how do we understand from psychology and neuroscience how to set goals and how to achieve them. So this episode is going to be based on a 2018 article by Berkman titled The Neuroscience of Goals and Behavior Change from the Consulting Psychology Journal. Berkman does a review of neuroscience uh, data and research and how it applies to changing behavior and making goals. And I figured let's get ahead of the curve because hopefully this is a, a time of year where people are reflecting on their goals, setting new ones, or making changes to goals they had set last year. And so we might as well have all the information that we can to try to make those goals happen. So to start off, we have to understand that a goal is something that needs to be actively changed in order for it to be accomplished. It's not a passive process, and goals are typically things that would not be likely to happen if we did not act in some way. Um, Berkman lays out this definition in their article, and I really like the idea of it being something that isn't isn't likely to happen, right? So if you set a goal to, you know, learn how to code, you're not going to just wake up one day and know how to code. It's not something that's likely to happen on your on its own. There's going to be something that you have to do to make that thing happen, unless you come across a magic genie and make a wish to know how to code. <laughs> So in order to make our goals happen, we have to change our behaviors. But changing a behavior is no simple task, and it requires two parts. It requires us to have the do, the know-how, the skills, the knowledge to make the behavior change, and the motivation or commitment. 
Berkman refers to this as the way. So the way being the skills, the knowledge, the procedural knowledge of how to do something and the will, wanting, wanting it, being motivated to do it and being committed to do it. This is actually a concept that we talk about in DBT a lot when we are helping clients to understand maybe why a skill didn't work. This might be one of the first things that we troubleshoot is maybe you didn't actually know how to use the skill or you didn't have the knowledge to make the behavior change that you were working on. And so rather than saying, well, I'm a failure and I can never do anything right, there's an identifiable aspect of the problem that we can work on. We can increase your knowledge and teach you a skill um, or practice the skill more. Um, so you you have to have this combination. Even if you're super committed to doing something differently, if you don't have the knowledge or the skills to do it differently, it, it doesn't matter how committed you are. So the combination of skill or way and motivation or will, there's four different kinds of combinations of these aspects that Berkman talks about. The first one is complex routine tasks. These are tasks that require high skill. They're, they're complex. They maybe require a lot of our attention or many different types of actions strung together, but they're routine. We do them all the time. Uh, an example of a complex routine skill might be something like driving to work. You do need a lot of skill to know how to drive a car in general, and you also need to know where you're going to be able to drive to work. But you mostly, most likely drive to work most days of the week, unfortunately. And so it becomes routine because the knowledge of driving and the knowledge of where you're getting there are things you're doing every day. They're making it routine. They're no longer like new tasks, but they are highly complex tasks. Even though we think of driving as pretty, being a pretty simple task, it is a task that requires a lot of different types of attention and a lot of different um, actions kind of strung together, right? You have to be able to check your mirrors, check your speed, manipulate the pedals, plan ahead, all at the same time uh, as, you're, as you're navigating to wherever you're going. So this is a, a complex skill. It requires a lot of um, skills, but it might not require any motivation. You don't need to be super committed to driving to work. You're going to be driving to work anyway, right? <laughs> the next one is simple routine. These are tasks that require almost no skill and almost no motivation. So this would be something like brushing your teeth. Although I'm sure those of you who are around toddlers know that learning how to brush your teeth is quite a complex skill. Um, but once you know, once you really have it down, it, it's it's pretty easy to brush your teeth. It doesn't really require a lot of skill or attention, and you don't really need to be that motivated to do it. It's just something that can be done very easily. Something other things that are simple routine might be like getting your mail, watering your plants. Like these are things that take very little time. Um, and you can get them done even if you have absolutely no motivation or commitment to doing them. Then we have complex novel. These are skill uh, tasks that require high skill and high motivation. The Berkman makes this point that the more novel a task is, meaning the, the less that you have done it, the more motivation you're going to require um, because learning new things is hard and we don't like to do them. So you have to be really committed to learning new tasks. So a complex novel task might be something like learning uh, to code, learning to play an instrument, learning how to cook, really any type of, I think specifically for adults, it's going to be any type of um, like learning of a new task that isn't part of your routine. And then lastly, we have simple novel. These are skills that 
are, are tasks that require no skill, um, but do require some type of motivation because they're new. So this might be like the first time that you move out away from your family and you have to do all the cleaning. You know, you may not really know how to clean your mirrors, but you're motivated to do them because your mirrors are dirty, right? And so the more that you do them, it's then going to move into a simple routine task where, yeah, it doesn't take a lot of skill to clean the mirrors, but you're in the rhythm of doing it. Um, it's not a novel task anymore. So your motivation to clean the mirrors might be going down, but now it's a routine task. It, it's kind of like built into your daily life or probably not daily. I hope you're not cleaning your mirrors daily, but it's built into your routine. So based on these four types of combining skill and motivation, we're able to look at where we're at in terms of making a behavior change or setting a goal and we can kind of look at, okay, do I have a skill issue or do I have a motivation issue? If it's a skill issue, if it's something in your goal that you just don't know how to do, then the solution is going to be that we're going to need to learn the new skill. Now, one thing that I do want to note specifically for my ADHD girlies <laughs> that Berkman brings up in the article is that it is better to focus on learning skills specific to the goal at hand rather than focusing on more broad executive function, functioning skills like increasing attention. So for example, let's say you're trying to learn how to code, but you struggle with executive functioning. You're not able to focus for more than a few minutes at a time. Berkman argues that you should use those few minutes that you're able to focus on learning coding rather than first sitting down and saying, I need to force myself to pay more attention or I need to learn executive functioning skills. This is largely because those types of skills are really hard to increase and may not make much improvement just based on what we know about the brain. Of course, there are still ways to increase your attention. And if that if that is your goal, then you can work on it. But if your goal is not to increase your attention, but rather to learn a skill, if you are spending time on these skills that aren't that are broad and broadly applicable, but aren't specific to your goal, you're going to burn through your motivation. So Berkman says, let's focus on this more specific, narrow focus of skill building when we're working on a goal rather than trying to kind of level up all of our skills at the same time. And I do think that's a nice approach and it can be really helpful if you're someone who really struggles with the shame of you know, I can't um, attend or focus or remember things the way that other people do. If you have difficulty with memory, then let's not try to improve your memory before you get to learn your new skill. Let's use memory aid so that you can focus more on the skill learning. Again, these are more general recommendations. And if you are looking for specific help, with reaching your own goals, then I highly recommend reaching out to a mental health professional and working with them on these types of issues. But in a general sense, I do like what Berkman says, and it is backed by the neuroscience that executive functioning has a ceiling for all of, all of us have our own ceiling in terms of how much we can grow our executive functioning. So rather than spending your time punching at the ceiling, Use what you know about yourself to help yourself learn a more specific skill to get to your goals. Now, if we have a motivation issue, then the, we're going to have to obviously increase our motivation. Berkman talks about using value to increase or decrease certain behaviors. So Berkman argues that 
if you are wanting to learn a new behavior, you have to make that behavior more valuable than the old behavior you were doing. So for example, let's say you have a goal in 2024 to learn how to play piano, but you've been watching TikTok instead of practicing the piano. You might set up a system for yourself that every time you do practice the piano, you put a dollar in a jar and when you have enough money in the jar, you're going to buy yourself like a new purse or a new phone or a new some, you know, something fun. But every time you scroll TikTok instead of practicing the piano, you have to take a dollar out of the jar. This makes practicing the piano piano a more valuable activity because it gets you closer to your reward and it makes scrolling TikTok a, a less valuable activity because it's taking away money from the jar. By increasing the value of a new behavior and decreasing the value of an old behavior, you're more likely to start doing the new behavior, specifically when we are in this era of it being a novel task where motivation is still high. We want to keep that motivation going because as we hit the complexity of a task, like learning to play piano, the motivation might burn through. So this helps us to sustain that commitment to doing this thing by making it a valuable use of our time. Uh, Berkman cites a lot of examples in this section of the article, especially um, programs that have been found to be incredibly successful with reducing substance use, where people uh, will be enrolled in a program for a certain amount of time, and for every drug test they have that is negative, they get a certain amount of money, uh, and if they have a positive drug test, then they don't get that money. And that type of program has been found in the literature to be very successful in reducing substance use. You have to make the new behavior more valuable, especially if the old behavior is something that has held a lot of, I don't want to say value, but has held a lot of like motivation or has um, maybe fulfilled the same type of value that a new behavior is having trouble breaking into. So you may have to bribe yourself, right? You may have to come up with an, a nice way to make your new behavior a um, a pleasurable and valuable experience. You might have to hack your brain into believing this is something that we should be doing now. So if you have a New Year's resolution for 2024 and you really want to stick to it, I think we can use some of the information we learned from this article and first ask yourself, do I have the skills to meet this goal? And do I have the motivation to meet this goal? And depending on what's missing or what is the strength, then you can make a more specific plan for how to meet your goal. But I would say keep in mind that goals are not something that are likely to happen unless we intervene or act in some way. So the best thing that you can do for reaching your goals is to start taking steps toward them and knowing what those steps are is definitely half the battle. So I wish all of my audience an incredible new year, a happy 2024, and I'm really excited for all the new episodes that I will be bringing to you. I have some really great ones upcoming, some guests coming back, and yeah, I think one of my new year's resolutions is to keep this show great and to keep working hard at it. So I thank everyone who has come on this journey with me. And as always, thank you for listening all the way through to the end, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.